0: Right, you guys before we get into today's episode of the pod you guys have to subscribe because I'm looking at you and you were not subscribed to the channel yet and also you have to hit the notification bell because you're not gonna know when I post if you don't have notifications when I post and then also share the video you guys so all your family friends anybody you may know can tune into this podcast and then also like the video so I know you guys are liking these episodes and also comment down below who you guys would like to see on this podcast it could be anybody just let me know and then also follow my social medias i'm gonna pop them on the screen so you guys can stay up to date with everything to do with this podcast and then also check out the spotify version as well it's going to be in the description so click that link if you want to listen to the spotify version and then also the take.sport.blog i am a sports writer so go ahead and check out those articles If you guys do not click that link, you guys are going to be missing out on some of the best articles you'll ever read. So make sure to go click that link below. But let's go ahead and get into this pod, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Take Podcast. I am your host, Jackson Burleson. In today's episode, we have angry Jackson because of these stupid... Honestly, the fact that this star is even in my background is sick is sick because first of all why don't we go ahead and start by talking about this okay the last play of the game why is Ezekiel Elliott snapping the football why last time I checked he is not a center okay he got first of all he got pancaked which is embarrassing itself it started the embarrassment of a play that was already horrendous, and then Dak Prescott throws a little check down five-yard pass, and then the receiver gets absolutely pancaked as well by Fred Warner, who, by the way, had our D- our offense on lockdown the entire game. You're telling me a linebacker is covering C.D. Lamb, literally perfectly. That should not be happening, ever. Ever. Our coaching staff needs to all be fired. Dan Quinn needs to be head coach. Simple as that. I am sick of it. Seriously, Kellen Moore, I can't do it anymore. I seriously can't. I am so done with this guy. He is an idiot. He is an actual idiot. Last year in the wild card game against the 49ers, this guy designed a lateral play with a minute left. Why? It is third and five. Why? 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 We don't run the football effectively. We are throwing screen passes when we shouldn't. And then, don't even get me started on Dak Prescott. We need to trade Dak Prescott. He no longer deserves to be in a Cowboys uniform. He no longer deserves that. And he is in a press conference after this loss telling us Cowboys nation that we are promised an NFC championship game before Dak's career is over as a cowboy. Your career is over as a cowboy already. I'm sorry, Jerry Jones. We need to look for another guy. We need to draft a quarterback. We need to trade Dak Prescott to get the number one overall pick. I am sure there are plenty of NFL teams like I think the Chicago Bears are not fully sold on Justin Fields, so I think if we trade Dak Prescott to the Chicago Bears for the first overall pick, will make so much sense for the future of this franchise. Because at the end of the day, Cowboys Nation, we are getting very impatient with this lack of not winning. We literally won our first road playoff game since 1993. Against the 8-9 and nine Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Where Dak Prescott had the best game of his career. Not saying much because the Buccaneers were garbage this year. They were in the worst division in all of the NFL. They were 8-9. and nine, Weren't even a 500 team. And we somehow have the best game of our lives against them. We give... Literally, the Cowboys, we give them so much false hope. Dak Prescott for us, for 300 yards, four touchdowns, zero picks. We're like, oh my God, it's time. This is the year. This is the year. We always get false hope. We always get false hope. And guys, this is me coming from a perspective. A couple weeks ago, I was on this podcast saying that we should be ready for a first round exit. Which I was completely ready for. But the fact that we actually win the wild card and exceed my own expectations, and then they give us false hope saying, oh, we can win a Super Bowl. Jerry does it every year. Yeah, we can win a Super Bowl. We have the pieces to do that, but um, we do not have the stinking quarterback to win. Joe Burrow has more playoff wins than Dak Prescott has in two years, and Dak Prescott only has two wins. Brock Purdy has more Playoff wins, the the same amount, still bad. I don't care. I don't care if he has more or if he has the same. It's still terrible. Dak Prescott has been in this league for seven years. And you're playing against a rookie quarterback who has never been in a divisional playoff game in his life. And he's only played in eight NFL games. And you're telling me you, Dak Prescott, cannot win against a rookie quarterback. A rookie quarterback, are you actually out of your mind? What I I I, I don't I, and then after the game too, Micah Parsons is on social media talking crap to Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel has all the right in the world to talk trash. Micah, you don't. You did not have one sack in that game. One entire sack. We did not win because of those reasons. We could not get to the quarterback. We made it difficult for Brock Purdy. We had him in 3rd and 15. We had him in 3rd and 18. and We just could not stop him. And me not being an angry Jackson, I'm going to say this about Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is very impressive. What he has done since he has taken over the starting job for the 49ers, it's unprecedented. This is Tom Brady-esque stuff that Brock Purdy is doing right now. He takes over the starting job, has won every game since, and he is playing elite football. He has this team in the NFC Championship game, possibly about to go to the Super Bowl. They have a legit shot to win the entire Super Bowl. And I predicted the 49ers to be in the Super Bowl. And that says a lot about Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is the last pick of the draft in the exact same situation that Tom Brady was in. Remember that. He is in the exact same situation that Tom Brady was once in. That is an accomplishment. Brock Purdy, I love the way he reads the pocket. He stays so composed. He doesn't panic. He literally shines in the biggest and brightest lights. This man is ready for his Super Bowl berth. He is ready. And I honestly wish the Cowboys had this guy because he's got a lot of confidence and he doesn't let anything shake it. Interception does not shake his confidence at all because he's got good teammates. And Kyle Shanahan, I will say this. I think Kyle Shanahan is the best coach in the game of football. He puts Brock Purdy in the best position to succeed. He runs an amazing three-running-back offense with Debo Samuel, who, by the way, is a wide receiver and running back, Christian McCaffrey, who is the best-receiving running back in the game of football. Then you got Eliza Mitchell, who is a great power back, who also brings a lot of speed. I mean, just think about that. They have three running backs, and then they have Brandon Ayuk, who is an amazing receiver. They've got George Kittle, who is a top-three tight end in this league. Then they got an amazing defense with Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. That is a team that you can get behind. And nothing against Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's been doing great. He's been doing his job and and some. No one expected him to do this much. But seriously, Kyle Shanahan needs to get some credit because he does run the right plays at the right time. He's a genius. His playbook is absolutely astounding this coaching the 49ers do have they out coached the cowboys they did they out coached them that's how it is like that's it happens sometimes in the game of football but the fact that dak prescott is throwing two interceptions is just not acceptable it's not acceptable and if he is not traded and if he is the quarterback of the cowboys next season this flag behind me is is going to be burned Seriously, I'm going to burn this stupid flag if Dak Prescott is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys next year. He has had eight seasons to prove he can win the big games. And he has not done that. And he has not done that. We are overpaying for him already. We are paying him $40 million a year to maybe win a playoff game every two or three years. Maybe. Maybe win a playoff game. Maybe. But we have so much work to do. We have to, the Cowboys, we have to upgrade our secondary. That is an essential for us this offseason. We have to get better safeties. We have to get better corners alongside Trayvon Diggs. And we also have to get a better tight end. Dalton Schultz is Butterfingers galore, honestly. He is not the guy at tight end. We need to get rid of him as well. The thing is, we have so many trade pieces to be up high in this draft because there are a lot of good players in this draft that we could really use. Brock Bowers is a tight end we could really use on the Cowboys. DeWan Washington, he is a tight end we could really use on the Dallas Cowboys. C.J. Stroud getting the number one pick. Bryce Young, Will Levis. All 3 of these quarterbacks are better than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott does not have a good arm. He doesn't know how to ro- Oh my god, he doesn't know how to read zone coverage. Against zone coverage, he is so bad. He is so bad. Like it's not that hard. You literally look for the correct holes to throw it to and then you do it. But he just doesn't seem to be able to do it ever. In the first interception he threw, I don't know what is going through this guy's head. How are you throwing that football? How? First of all, you throw it about 10 feet to the left of Michael Gallup where he runs his core route. Seriously. what <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm just so, honestly, I'm just so done. I'm just so done. It's gone on too long we can't be losing this much longer. We're getting super impatient. We're getting angry. It happens every single year. Next year, do not expect me to have high expectations. Because this year, I did not have high expectations. I thought we were going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. To be honest with you, making the divisional round exceeded my expectations for the season already. So, I'm just done. I'm really done. I'm actually done. But a team that's done and not exceeding or living up to the hype is the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) Josh Allen, you're going home again in the divisional round. (laughs) Joe Burrow. Oh, my goodness. Joe Burrow is so special. And he's going to beat the Chiefs in the AFC championship game. The Cincinnati Bengals will be in the Super Bowl once again, taking on the San Francisco 49ers. That is going to happen. Joe Burrow just has that playoff swagger. He's cool Joe. He literally lives up to the hype. Him and Jamar Chase are the best one-two punch in the game of football. Jamar Chase is a top three wide receiver in this game. Joe Mixon is one of the best running backs in the NFL. The Cincinnati Bengals, I was really impressed with that. They ran the football at the Buffalo Bills. They were physical with them. They did not care. They ran the football whenever they wanted. Whenever they wanted. On the road. That is crazy. The Bills have some decisions to make. Are they going to fire their coach? Or are they going to move on from their quarterback? Because Josh Allen might be the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. That is just a fact. He is careless with the football. He does not make the right reads. And he always forces it when it's not there. And the Bills, they don't have enough offensive weapons. They have Gabriel Davis. They have Stephon Diggs. But Cole Beasley should not be playing that much. They need to have a younger guy in his shoes stepping in. Dawson Knox, he's a good he's a good tight end, but he's not doing enough either. The offensive line needs to be better because Josh Allen's always running around, trying to direct traffic, trying to avoid these D-linemen that are coming at him quick. And it's just losing is not good. Okay? And the Bills have a curse of losing a lot. And the fact that, you know, the Super Bowl expectations were so high for them, you've got to remember something. The Buffalo Bills did not have Von Miller. Now, I don't know how different the result would have been. I still think the Bengals would have won this game. But the Bills definitely would have made this game a lot closer, okay, if Von Miller was on the field. Because just the presence that Von Miller does bring, he brings a lot of energy on defense. He's really good at getting to the quarterback. He's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. The Bills signed him for that moment, quite frankly, and that's why at the beginning of the season, everyone was saying that the Buffalo Bills are going to win the Super Bowl, me included. And I'm going to take full responsibility. My prediction is incorrect, or they did not exceed the expectations that I thought they would. Um, you know, it's it's definitely disappointing to see you know teams like that and. You know, you do feel for a quarterback like Josh Allen, as talented as he is, and, you know, as close as he's been. But just this time around, it's just, you know, Joe Burrow, he's got everybody's number right now. I mean, I think it's very safe to say that if Joe Burrow beats the Chiefs and wins a Super Bowl this year, that you can possibly call him the best quarterback in the NFL. Joe Burrow's in that conversation. He's in that conversation. But it's definitely going to be a tough task against the Chiefs. But Patrick Mahomes is injured. That's why I'm going to be taking the Bengals for this game. Because Patrick Mahomes is injured. He's not going to be able to be Patrick Mahomes. Because Patrick Mahomes is able to be mobile, run around, make plays outside the pocket, be special. And when he doesn't have that ability to do so, it really does limit the Chiefs' offense. Now Patrick Mahomes can be a pa- pack pocket passer, but he's not as effective. And if you want to g- win against the Cincinnati Bengals, you got to be able to be mobile. You got to be able to be mobile and you got to be able to put up points. So it'll be very interesting to see how the Chiefs do with a limping Patrick Mahomes. It really will be. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles, I hate them. I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. And the fact, but let's just get this out of the way as well. The New York Giants made it to the divisional round after one year, after year one of rebuild. Let's remember that. And the Cowboys made it to the same exact spot. And the Giants are literally coming off their first year of a rebuild. No good receivers at all. No good defense at all. No good offensive linemen at all. Daniel Jones has no one to throw the football to. Not one good receiver. He had one good receiver, and he got hurt. Dak Prescott, you have no excuses. Daniel Jones is better than Dak Prescott. I'm going to say this right now. Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Right now, at this very moment, as we sit here on the Take Podcast, Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Now, here's why. Daniel Jones does not turn the football over. Daniel Jones is not scared of the big moment. Daniel Jones only has one less playoff win than Dak Prescott, and he has been in the league three less years than Dak Prescott has. And Daniel Jones' best receiver is Sterling Shepard, and Dak Prescott's best receiver is C.D. Lamb, who had over – 1,300 yards receiving this year. Nine touchdowns. Daniel Jones did not have one consistent receiver all season long because all of his receivers missed multiple games. Multiple. There's no excuse for Dak Prescott anymore. So the excuse is to get rid of him. Simple as that. If I had a Dak Prescott jersey, I'd be burning it like Skip Bayless. I really would. But I don't have one, so I can't. So, Dak Prescott, don't come to Dallas. Don't come back. Jerry Jones, do the smart thing. Please, let's do our prayers right now, guys. Lord, please pray that Dak Prescott is traded from the Dallas Cowboys. And pray that Jerry Jones fires Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy, and anyone that will be in our way from our goal of a Super Bowl. And Ezekiel Elliott needs to take a pay cut, or he will not be in a Cowboy uniform next year as well. Let's hope for the best next season, Cowboys Nation, and I hope Dak Prescott is in a different uniform. Number one pick, here we come. Cowboys nation. Amen. Okay. All right. So I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the take podcast. Um, honestly, it was quite an emotional one for me. Um, I don't know what you guys think about the divisional round and everything that's happened. Um, you know, there's been quite some shockers to be honest. Um, let me know who your NFL MVP is in the comments. Let me know who you guys want to see on this podcast next. Give me some names in the comments section. Let me know. I'm trying to search for the guests you guys want and who you guys want to get to know more. Um, but I am your host, Jackson Burleson, of course. And this has been another episode of the Take Podcast. Enjoy championship weekend.